True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. Thank you for joining me for this week's podcast, The Channeling of Anne Frank. As a little bit of an introduction, I thought I would give you why this topic is being offered to you today as it's a little bit out of format to um, some of the previous podcasts that I've offered. Sometimes as a channel, um, things are brought to you. And what I mean by that is that you open yourself up and information is extended to you. Oftentimes I've commented that when I go to open up, sometimes there's a little bit of a cue, spiritually speaking, in terms of others who have been previously incarnated, um, find themselves actually queuing up like I'm the microphone. What I mean by that is I'm the mouthpiece for them to be able to speak through as a spiritual channel. It's kind of fun. And this particular piece, well, it wasn't on my uh, my planning or my radar to necessarily share, but it came in quite strongly. So I was putting different topics together from a podcasting perspective. And this particular um, energy, specifically Anne Frank, came on very strongly. So I thought I would discuss with you a little bit of the process of channeling. When something comes to you really profoundly, very deliberately, and very articulately, as in this particular piece, of which I really, really want you to pay attention to the subtleties, there's a lot of information that's being shared here. And you may be surprised in some sense on the things that get highlighted, but I think that you'll find if you're very attentive that there are a whole different series of communications that are being offered within the channeling. This is always the case with channeling. And so I would really encourage you to, again, be very attentive to the details. Sometimes when channeling is done, you'll need to listen to it more than once, and I highly suggest that. So before starting this particular podcast piece, I just wanted to offer you this small introduction. I won't offer you a conclusion because I think it's something that will, um, well, you'll see when you get to the end. And I just want you to spend some time thinking about it. As always, I'm so grateful for you to be here. So thank you again for joining me today. The Channeling of Anne Frank. There's much I wish to say to all of you who have taken my diary. It wasn't for you. It was for me. What I wrote was never meant to see the light of day. I wasn't supposed to be doing anything. This was the true nature of our hiding. Writing was a means to keep myself occupied while certain people occupied our homes and country. It's not easy to talk about being occupied. Most people simply don't understand the term or the nature of the language. I assure you that I speak from a place of understanding. When it comes to feeling people who suddenly turn into their wicked inward places and become occupied with... What? Do you think I'm going to say evil? I'm not. If you've found my diary and you've read my words, then you have occupied my mind during a great time of confusion for me and my family. While I thought beyond the hiding place that would become home to me and my fellow citizens, 
I never considered that our experience would be witnessed by the world. The words that I used to describe what was taking place were not meant to be inflammatory to the selfishness, pride, and stubbornness of those I spent time with. My intention of keeping a diary was a means of keeping busy. How I longed to play and run and throw my hands into the air while screaming and yelling nothing but excitement and being outside. How much I wanted to be outside. All of this hiding inside was killing us. It still is. I'm remarkably uncomfortable with all the words that I wrote because they were just, after all, just my thoughts and words of the time. Times have changed, and I would like to think better of myself when, in fact, it was I who was falling into places of criticism and judgment. I knew better, but I wrote up my thoughts anyway. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that the words that I wrote would ever be recognized as thoughts that I was having while a girl. Papa would be disappointed in me. I know he's not, because after the end of it all, we were encouraged to really talk about our experiences. Not just me, of course, but the elders of the synagogue, and how and why we did what we did. Mostly in hearing the conversations of those older than me, upon our death, there was a general embarrassment that we, who thought of ourselves to be so educated, would be so extracted and occupied. I don't understand this, but I guess I'm still growing up. Clearly, I'm not a little girl anymore, but I can remember her and feel her, and I do know every emotion and feeling that was being processed before, during, and after this time that you have come to know is my family's occupation. I'm still not clear what we did. Why would another race want to take their energy and yell, scream, and kick and offer me harm? What did I do? What did we do? This is a haunting question, not just for me, and I lived it, but also for those who are descendants of mine who are trying to understand what would it be like to be free? This is the only thing that has occupied my mind. To play in the streets, to walk in the snow, and to eat, sleep, and even bathe without fear is something that I dreamed of for years during my family's occupation. I can't say that I'm mad at you who have found my words in my journal, but I'm not sure how my words could offer you any understanding. My thoughts were selfish, and I'm deeply embarrassed by many of them as it related to those I spent time with. Interestingly, my words didn't seem to impact the ones that I lived with. Even Papa and Mama said I had done nothing wrong, but I never meant to be disrespectful. I was frustrated by our being forced to be quiet. I'll never be quiet again, and that's why through these words they might offer further communication and insights to my life. What is life? Did I live? I'm not sure. As there were so many things I never had the chance to do. I was born, and I did die, so I guess this accounts for living. I wished I could have lived further. Maybe this is what I'm writing about, my desire to live, to not be oppressed by those who would bully themselves into my life and my country, and with the intent to kill me, 
what did I do? I'm still not sure. I'm not sure if it's valuable for me to ramble on, but since you're already here and know me, this is how I am. I don't know what it feels like to have a snowflake touch my tongue, and if I did, I've forgotten. How is it that I can forget what a snowflake tastes like and remember the things that I do? I can remember being taken from our home. It was fearful. I've been quiet all of these years, but maybe I shouldn't be trying to forget as much as remember. I don't remember what I did. Papa and Mama were always so kind and wonderful as examples. I love the values and even the strictness that they offered in the ever-watchful tones. I wanted to be a better daughter, and I still feel embarrassed to all that I wrote. I don't think they'd approve. My death was like any other death. It was a completion. It was a relief to be found. But it wasn't at all romantic like I hoped it might be to walk again the streets with my friends. We were hit, beat, and slammed into one another in ways that made the lifestyle of living and hiding feel luxurious. Mom and Papa told us about this, and I should have believed them. It was much worse than I could have ever imagined. All I remember is feeling separate. In the home, and I mean our home, where everybody stayed, we had our differences, but we still got along. We actually loved one another, although everyone was clearly getting on each other's nerves. We weren't supposed to talk about that then, but I guess it's okay now. All of this changed when we were found. It happened at night. A sentry who was walking around late heard a noise and became suspicious. These are facts that I know, not as a child, but since my death and the opportunities given to me to see and replay the exact nature of my life and from every angle of everyone I've ever touched. I don't know you, but somehow we've touched. I don't know how my words written in a secret journal could touch others beyond you being embarrassed too, as I was. Yet, as a part of my death, well, this isn't exactly true, but rather subsequent to my death, this insight was extended to me. There have been others who have wanted to interview me as if I'm worthy of being anything less than a little Jewish girl trying to do what Mama and Papa told me to do. I do hope it wasn't me who made the noise. I know it wasn't, but that's not really the point. I was sleeping at the time when I could hear a group of men. I was frightened. I was trained to be frightened. We all had heard noises of German soldiers snooping around the house before, but this time it was an occupation. All I remember was the screams. I'm not sure if they were mine, mamas, or the other women and girls. We couldn't help it. It's remarkable with all this going on that you'd remember the screams of your mother. It wasn't that Papa wasn't yelling too, but his instructions faded and it was the last time I would ever see him. I cried as something inside of me at the moment knew that I'd never see him again. I have, of course, here on the other side, but it's different. We are all without the embodiment of flesh and somehow that makes a big difference in our perspective. I hope I'm not sharing that which I shouldn't. I've always wanted to be good at keeping secrets, but I don't want to go into hiding again. 
I won't do it. I won't listen to the sounds of silence as we crawled into our souls to fear that which we can see and that which we couldn't. I couldn't be happier now, for I am free. I'm free to move about and share and speak as I choose. I don't do, quote, interviews, because so many people are still looking outwardly to what a little girl named Anne has to say. I didn't think my words the first time were so important, less so here. I'm saying these things for me. Yes, I guess it's okay for them to be published this time, because at least I'm the one wanting to talk. Before, my journal was my world. My world. The only one I knew, and I kept it alive by writing. This time, I want to offer you different words. I really don't care to detail the nature of my death. I don't remember it. I can, but I choose not to. I'm not hiding lest you think that I am. I just prefer to think of happier things. I love the morsels of cake that we would eat while hiding. Those were the best tasting things I've ever had. I didn't relish being skinny. This was a fact of our being occupied, but I prefer to remember my body when it was affluent with a little muscle and fat. I'm not shy, as many of you assume. I was quiet at times, well, as I had to be. My nature isn't shy, but at times I guess it was. I'm still not sure how to describe myself. My journal was all about my feelings and thoughts at the time. It's all registered, not in the words, but in the emotions and feelings of the body. You don't need a journal. You have your body. <laughs> but I guess everyone knows that. If there were something to leave behind, I would hope that it would be more than the small footprints we worked so hard to make sure that would not identify us. I wanted to marry, to have, well, you know, all the other things that growing boys and girls want. I never had any of them. I died, and it was scary. Not the death, but the moments before. I don't know why, but every time I go to talk about this, all I hear is Mama's screams, mine and the rest of the women. It's all I hear, over and over again. It's fear. It's just fear being released in a primal way. There was no way I could control that. Papa, with his eyes, approvingly said, it was okay to scream, and I did. It seemed to cause him pain, too. But he didn't, he didn't seem to be relieved. Maybe he always knew that he, we would be found out. I didn't. I thought we'd be forgotten. This was my hope that all the hate of the young soldiers would be directed towards something worthy of fighting. Should they have to fight at all, why were they fighting us? We weren't fighting with them. Is this the nature of man? Well, I didn't mean that. I meant people. Well, maybe I do. I see most of this kind of aggression in men. You may ask, have I ever met him? You know, the one that spearheaded all of this. And I just haven't had the time. There's better things to do here than to try and understand his energy and its human manifestation. I just haven't had the time. I did feel the need to connect with my family again. After the release of our bodies, it was more than just making sure it wasn't a bad dream. It seemed so real in my body. And today I can remember every bit of it. The mice looking for food and all the other details that have been captured by my writing are still 100% available for my recollection. My words aren't that important. They never were. 
I was just observing what was happening in my world. I'm still doing it, absent of the word mine. Nothing is mine anymore. That left me when my body fell limp. I remember gasping for air, but it wasn't air. Nothing in my imagination had prepared me for the end. But it's not the end I remember. It's all the details in between. These things, even living while they occupied our homes and city, were the important things. It's just like what I've written before. I wrote about nothing. It wasn't supposed to be funny or real. They were just my thoughts at the time. I let them gather, and it was fun to watch the words build up and create an idea, but they were all just words. I still wonder if my life was nothing but a bunch of silly words. I don't know, but I do know the happiness that I have in being here again. It's peaceful. There's no crowding or shoving. There's plenty of space. I've come to really appreciate space, and I like it. There's so much of it here, and perhaps my time in confinement was meant to help me appreciate my newfound space. And it's worked. I love the space. The Father speaks of space and our need to occupy it. I like that. And yet it's a different kind of occupation. Gone are the days of trying to push to get something. Everything is freely available. Energy is free. My spirit is free. It always was. And the things I didn't get to create in my life, I can now. So I don't feel shortchanged. Yahweh is clear in direction and understanding. I use these terms of Father and Yahweh because they support my beliefs that were once so important to me. I'm able to live. I still don't know why they, the soldiers, were afraid of me and those like me. During my life, this didn't make sense. It does now. Papa would say it's because I'm older, but somehow I think I may be growing up. I don't like what I see today, but I'm not afraid. Nobody gets to control you or even occupy you, even if they say and pretend that they can. I don't want to be occupied again by the energy of hate for something I didn't do, beyond being who I am. I'm Jewish. I was raised Jewish, and I loved Jewish. It's filled with such tradition and family, and I love family. The family that was mine isn't. Death doesn't remove this, but it does change it. It's like everyone comes out from underneath their gowns or robes and identifies themselves. I had no idea who Mama was. Papa either. And then there was my sister. She was much bigger than I remember in life. She really did know more than me. I love my family. I cry that my family grieves my death when it was an ending. To get so much attention as a little girl compared to the really important people who were being occupied doesn't seem right. I was just a little girl. Sure, I wanted to grow up. But it doesn't seem right that my words would become hallmark for events transpired. I don't know what to say. This isn't something that you'd ever expect, or again, at least I didn't. I didn't want to be remembered as a little girl. I'm not sure I ever wanted to be remembered at all. I would have preferred to have my own memories that would have extended beyond our being occupied instead of having been remembered. I didn't like that room, and I expect my family didn't either. I know they didn't. 
It was hated. Some people hated the people in the German uniforms. But this didn't seem right. I'm not sure what was right, but I have clarity now. It isn't easy being remembered for hiding out when this is the exact opposite of what I wanted. I get it. I do. But I still would have preferred walking down the streets freely as I once did and visiting the deli with all the food that was hosted. Ah, to the smell of the many cheeses, freshly made bread rolls, and all the different kinds of meats. What a pleasure. It is true that no one can take from you that you don't want to be taken. My liberty was removed, but I was never occupied. I was free. Not as much as I'd like him to have been, but I was still growing up. My father taught me. I'm not sad. Not now. I'm free. I'm the proud daughter of a Jewish family who wanted to be free. I'm free now, and so is my family. We will not succumb to captivity again. We have agreed, or those of us who have passed anyway. I love the traditions of the Jewish calendar. It reminds me of the seasons. I wondered what it would be like to be near God, and I have found it. There is no struggle. There is only light. Even the Jewish Gnostics have released their knowledge. It is Yahweh that illuminates. I am told that my diary, that was to be never found or even read, set in motion an illumination. If my words could have done this, then I am free. I am free in the Father's love. This is all I know. It tastes better than any of the meats of the delicatessen. It's lighter than chasing snowflakes and eating them with your tongue. I know the feelings of confinement, but I don't remember them now, but instead I only feel free. If you could feel what I feel now, then you'd never again read my notes and pages of confinement. I was occupied. I was occupied with fear, hunger, a craving to move and to dance. Oh boy, what would it have been like to have been asked to dance, to hear music? Huh, I almost forgot. You can't dance without music. It's been so long of my thinking of dancing without the sound of music because of all the discipline to be quiet. I don't want to be quiet. I want to sing. I'm not sure why I've come forth to speak now. My words aren't important. The freedom to love is. The heart of the Father is oneness. This is for certain. I'm free. I'm full of His light and everlasting understanding. And as you must know by now, I'm continuing to create. The things of this world are small, like the hiding place that was once home to my family, my neighbors, and me. We weren't supposed to be hiding. No one wants to get hurt. I don't worry like I used to about being quiet. When I first screamed when they stormed our hiding place, it was the beginning. I can't continue hiding. This was the barbaric nature of the screams. They were all primal. It wasn't just women. It was men and children too. Sure, we were all afraid. No one had prepared us for the imaginable. But today, that scream signifies no longer being hid or occupied. This fear will never occupy me again. <laughs> I can say this now because I'm not embodied. But I'd like to think that I've changed that we've changed.
For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review, or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection, and it's a tremendous help to others, too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.